We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Let's say you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. Jalen Hurts limited today in practice. I don't believe he's fully 100%, but I'm willing to play Jalen Hurts. I believe the Eagles need to get him back on the field. You think about the, the what's at stake in this game, the number one seed, how this team has kind of lost their mojo without him, their composure, their their compass was just all off. Like They, they, just, they didn't look like a team that had any – like when there was a back-to-back penalties on the offense during one portion of the game against the Saints, like they were look like they were about to yell at each other on the field. Like you don't the calmness they have with Jalen Hurts has just disappeared without him the last two weeks. The offense needs him. He's had two full weeks here. The gap between the number one seed and the five is gigantic. And look, you know, depending on what happens with this Bills Bengals game, I'm not sure when the Eagles next game is going to be. There could be a very long layoff. Get him back out there. Get a lead against the Giants. Hopefully in the second half they could pull Hurts out of the game and make sure he doesn't have to play in garbage time here. I want Jalen Hurts playing. I'd play him even if he wasn't 100%. Would you? 215-592-9494. Matt Castle, of course, played uh, quarterback in the NFL behind Tom Brady. Got the start where Brady went down in 2008 and then uh, went to the Chiefs and was a quarterback for them for a few years. Here's what he had to say today on FanDuel TV about the idea of rest versus rust and if he'd play Hurts this week. If he's close to 100%, uh, I'm saying 100%, go out there and play this man because he gives you the best opportunity to win. And at the same time, when you go into playoffs, say they do get that by, that'll be four weeks away from the game in which you're not out competing on Sundays. So when, when you think about that, there is a little rust involved in that. There is huh. a little rhythm. At the same time, when you look at this game coming up, you want to see him get out there and he, he his ability to run the ball, to throw the ball, he it's just he's so dynamic and he's such a dual threat quarterback that he gives them the best opportunity to win and right now the way in which the offense has struggled they're they're feeling that you know and you need to build a little bit of momentum and have some success going into playoff to where you're playing your best football and all on the same page and right now this team isn't feeling that well he's he's right about that you know there's momentum is is a funny thing we talk about it we 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 use the word like you know what does that really mean does it mean you're winning games like okay then the Niners have the most momentum in the NFL they've won nine in a row momentum could be a feeling, and I, I think you could you could get it and you can lose it quickly. And with the Eagles, they've lost it, right? I think it's pretty clear they've lost their momentum. They they had built a really good, especially an offense momentum, you know, from the uh, Packers game, Titans game, you know, they, they really had a Giants game. They had built a lot of offensive momentum in late November, early December. That's that's off. The rhythm of the offense is off. They could get it back, and I, and I think you can, and we saw it in 2017. You know, the Eagles late in the season, Carson Wentz goes down, Nick Foles comes in. It was choppy. They lost their momentum. They didn't even have momentum in that first half of that game against the Falcons in the playoff game. I thought in the second half of that playoff game, they started moving the ball way better, and there started to be some flow to the offense, and then it just it just rolled. Like, they went from no momentum to some, and then it was like an avalanche rolling down the hill when they got to play the Vikings in the NFC title game. And of course, the Super Bowl against the Patriots. It could happen again here. 
but it, it's a matter of getting this quarterback back on the field and with his teammates and in the offense. I'm ready to put Jalen Hurts back out there. 215-592-9494. Casey is up next on WIP. Hey, Casey. Hey, buddy. How y'all doing today, man? Good, Casey. What are you thinking here? Hey, man, and my prayers go out to the gentleman that got hurt. Man, I forgot his name again. Uh, my prayers go out to his family. Listen, this is my point, and I'm just going to say this. That's how I feel. I think they should – and I'm not taking them for Minshew. I'm not taking them for Minshew. They will feel much comfortable once Jenna Hurts back in because they hardly have a connection. But I would play I would play Minshew for the first quarter to Jalen Hurts up. I'm not going to be allowed to do that. And then let him play and see how it goes from there. I, and I like Minshew. I think he was a little nervous last week. That's, I really, I'm not taking that from him. Everybody's coming down on him. But I think he's a good quarterback, but he's not as good as Jalen Hurts. But I think they should go ahead and let him play the first quarter and see how he do, and then put Jalen Hurts in. That's all I wanted to say. Man. Yeah, and you could, I mean, you could do that. I mean, you could, you could suit up Hurts and not start him. And, and, and Casey appreciates the phone call. DeMar Hamlin is the, the player for the Buffalo Bills, which we got, I guess, more you call it more positive uh, updates on DeMar Hamlin's condition today, um, as it seems like. And the Bills put out a um, – a statement saying he's he's progressing now. I don't know what all this means. He's still in critical condition. I mean, I I wouldn't imagine that this this young man is going to walk out of the hospital tomorrow and just go back to life. This seems like it's going to be a um, you know a lengthy fight to get to get him breathing fully on his own and and capable of of, of you know just being himself again. I don't know if that's going to happen, but at least it's moving signs of improvement. The hospital, the doctors, and the bills are saying as far as the idea of playing. Minshew to start the game. Well, let me let me throw this out there as devil's advocate on that. If you suit up Hurts, doesn't that mean he's, he's he's ready to play? Like, why would you suit him up to back him up to, to be a backup? If if you're willing to put him in uniform, which means you're obviously willing to play him if you want or need to, he's ready to play. Just play him. Yeah, I just I don't want to get cute, right? It's something where you don't have much time left. You have 60 minutes to secure this and. I don't want to start Minshew and have him throw a pick six or you get down 14 or 17 nothing in the middle of the second quarter and then go, all right, Jalen, you haven't played in three weeks. We go bail us out. Like, build a lead. Start on even ground, build a lead, and then you can make the switch at halftime. Yeah, and then, you know, what if the opposite happens, right? Like, let's say they they, they do the idea our last caller had. Minshew starts the game. He throws a pick six in the first possession. You know, Jalen, get in there. Save the day. Like, it just feels, I don't know, it feels Mickey Mouse. There's no reason to do it. No, you – you could have maybe done it last week. I wouldn't have had an issue to do it last week yeah. when, when you had time, but if he's healthy and he's capable of playing, I want him taking the first snap. Yeah, and it's also pretty rare um, for the starting, the unquestioned starting quarterback to suit up and not play. It just doesn't happen. You know, like sometimes a guy comes out of a game, right? Jalen Hurts, I think, two times this season, the Bills, uh, the uh, Steelers game and the Titans game has come out of the game because they're winning by so much. But it's very rare to have the starting quarterback suit up and not start the game. So I just put Jalen Hurts on the field. Just play him on Sunday. And I, I think we have to acknowledge and accept he's probably not going to be 100%. Like, he's obviously close enough. He's practicing. He's limited in practice. He's going to practice again tomorrow. He's not debilitated. It's just a matter of how that sprain is functioning. You know, it's, it's not that different than last year with his ankle. You know, he went from high ankle sprain, you know, he was he couldn't play that first week, and then he was back, and would you say he was 100% when he came back last year? But no, but he was very able to function within the offense, to throw the football, to move the offense. 
I think this could be similar. And you protect him in his shoulder. You tell him if the pass rush comes, you get down. You dive the other way. You know, you don't lower his shoulder. You don't have to do quarterback sneaks this week. There's a lot of ways to do this and still get him on the field. They've given him two weeks here, and you know he wants to play. Like, you know, if we if Jalen Hurts is anything like we, we kind of perceive he is and we and we hear the way they talk about him and the way he talks, he's dying to get out there. Get him on the field. So let's, let's go to Willie, who's up on WIP. Hey, Willie. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing today? Good, Willie. What are you thinking tonight? No, I, I'm totally agree with what you said. You know, we have to play Jalen Hurts. It could be maybe 75 or 80%. Look at that Prescott when he broke his hand. He's, he's playing at least 80%. He won in games. Aaron Rodgers with Bruce Ribs, he's playing like 80%. He won in games. I don't know why they should start with him. Because if you leave um, Minshew to start, they're not going to win. The Minshew stink. So they need to... Um, you know, leave Jalen Hurts and come with aggressive, offensive play by these coordinators. You know, but last week, I mean, this week with the New Orleans Saints was the play call was awful. I mean, they gotta they gotta come with something. You know, very something tactical and very you know stra- with a good strategy to win the game. I mean, well, they you're right, the- and you're right about the play calling this past week. It was bad. I mean, Willie, it, it was Minshew was bad, but the play calling might have been even worse. It, it was their worst performance of the season, and, and Hurts coming in there, I think, can help them kind of get back to where they need to be. Yeah, I got a question to ask you. Um, what's the status on Josh Sweat and uh, Lane Johnson? You have any information about that? Yeah, so we have the practice report for today. Willie, we appreciate the phone call, man. Uh, so Sirianni did speak today. So Josh Sweat's in the building, and it, it's just – I was listening to uh, Sirianni around noon today and listening to Cameron Ritchie, and, and they obviously aired the press conference live. It seemed to me listening to Sirianni talk about Josh Sweat, like I didn't get the sense they're worried about him. Now, I don't know if they're going to play him this weekend off of – it, isn't it weird we haven't found out what the injury is to, to Josh Sweat? And we, we speculated last night it was a stinger kind of thing. It was a – you know, maybe he felt numbness or – you know, he couldn't, it didn't feel things for a little bit. Uh, the sensation in his neck, back, wherever it was, off of the hit. And obviously, precaution is necessary in that. You'll get it checked out, make sure he's okay. And, and he was. But, like, is, is he injured now? He didn't practice today. They're calling it a neck. It's, it's a neck. That's what they listed it on the injury report. But when Sirianni spoke about him today, I didn't get the sense he's hurting. It's no, just he a, said that he expects him to be bugging him to be playing. Yeah, which means that. That, that That's very encouraging. I mean, just based on what looked like in the first quarter of the Saints game, I don't know if he's going to play this weekend. Uh, so I'm not sure about that, but I don't think this is a thing. Like, if you told me right now, if you asked me right now, is Josh Sweat going to be starting outside linebacker pass rusher for the first playoff game? I would say yes. I would think both him and Lane Johnson will be out there. Yeah, so as far as Lane Johnson also didn't practice today, we know he's not going to play this weekend. I, I think the Lane Johnson thing, doesn't that feel like the most uncertain part of all this? Like... Chauncey Gardner-Johnson said the Eagles open up his practice window. If his kidney is healed, I imagine he's going to play whenever they decide to play him. And again, it might not be this weekend for him. It might be the division round of the playoffs. But, you know, unless he gets hit again on the kidney, I don't think – I'm not worried like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to come out of the game. Like, if the kidney's healed, he's back, he plays. I am worried about Lane Johnson. You know, and this is going to sound – it's kind of sad and it's embarrassing. I strained an abdominal muscle about a year ago. It's never really gone away. I have like a in my in my bedroom. It's like we have closets that are like shelves up high, like where I put my like you know sweaters or whatever sweatshirts. So like I have to reach to reach the top of it like on my tippy toes or get a stool if I really want to reach all the way to the top. 
So whenever I reach up there, I feel it. And I'm just just a guy, right? Like, I, I don't do anything besides run athletic. Like, there's no reason that still, it still should hurt me. I have no idea how Lane Johnson's going to play through an abdominal tear t- torn muscle. Like, he's going to play in two weeks, right? Or three weeks, whenever they play. I'm sure he's going to start. Are you worried he can't get through a game? I am. Yeah. I mean, considering it's a core muscle injury and half of his job is lateral movement and you know, holding at the point of attack, it is worrisome. Like, he, he played through a, an ankle injury that basically required two years of surgery to, to fully heal a couple of years ago. But, yeah, I am worried that if they do do this, if he does come out for the first playoff game and, and starts at right tackle, what if he can't make it through the first quarter? Yeah. Are you then just going back to Jack Driscoll? Or are you shuffling the entire offensive line in the middle of a, a playoff game? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have – Anything more than he's going to play? Like, what's the update going to be? He feels better? Well, I hope he feels better. He's, he's, he's resting for the better part of a month before this game. It's, it's a very tricky injury. And I'm just giving you a silly example of myself. But you go through – I mean, what, remember Deshaun Jackson? What was it, three years ago now? Right? He, uh, he had the injury that he tried to rehab. I think he came back and played, what, like a quarter in that game? I don't think he played more than about 10 snaps. And then he was back out, and then he needed surgery. And then that was probably the end of his Eagles career, or close to it. Something like that. No, didn't he catch a pass from Jalen Hurts the next year? Was, but that was, a, was that a different stint or the same stint with the Eagles? I think that was the same. Oh, oh, we okay. have to look this up. I, I mean, bother me. Yeah, I mean, the last few years of Deshaun Jackson. The fact that he's a Raven now, and I forget he's still in the NFL. It's been, a, it's been an odd ending to his career. Was that the same year? I thought 2019 was the injury. 2020 caught a pass from Hertz. Uh, yes, you are correct. Okay. Whatever. I mean, abdominal injuries are very tricky injuries. And you feel g- like it just played four snaps when he came back <laughs> against the Bears. See? I mean, again, just for my my experience. Have you, ever, have you ever strained your abdominal muscle? No, but I've done like some crunches and stuff and haven't been able to stand up the next See, day. See, there's that. It's just... I've had it for a year. Like, it comes and it goes. Three weeks will go by. I don't feel it. And then I just move a certain way, and it's like, ow. And then when it's been the bad, like when it first happened, it hurts. Like, anything you do hurts. You reach up in the cabin to get whatever, it, you, it hurts. You reach down to pick something up, it hurts. And this guy's going to go out there and play right tackle against Micah Parsons or, or, or against the, the Bucks pass rush in two weeks. Listen, he's tough as nails. He's played through many injuries. He probably can do it, and I'm sure they're going to give him some sort of whatever they give players these days so they don't feel the pain they have. So maybe Lane Johnson does it, but I am worried about that. They tries to play in a playoff game. He, he's fine walking in because he hasn't really done much in a few weeks, so it's, you know, it's feeling the best it has. But then the first time, you know, he turns left quickly to pick up a blitzer, you know, he, it hurts. I mean, it, remember we, we saw what happened in Dallas when he came off the field. 215-592-9494. Ben is in East Falls. Hey, Ben. Hey, guys. Uh, happy New Year. Thanks for taking my call. And um, the new show, really happy for you. You're one of my favorite uh, hosts. So really happy that you have that going this year. Um I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, I think if Hertz is at least 75%, you have to play him. Um, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl in this league, and I just think that they have everything aligned this year. I mean, I think about all the players right now on expiring contracts. You know, you think of your your Sues, Josephs, Gardner-Johnson, Bradbury, Kelsey might not be back next year, Hargrave, Cox, um, all these guys, and you just – 
you know, I, I just think everything is aligned this year that they have a chance to go out, lock up that one seed. I just think you have to do it. And, you know, I think with Steichen, um, you know, he's uh, if he's getting all these head coaching looks, he's such a genius. Like, let's see him put together some stuff. You know, maybe uh, – yeah, Ben, man, I appreciate the kind words. We're just losing you. Break it up there. Uh, I agree with Ben's overarching point, though. Um, the stars are aligned. I, I, I feel like we've been saying this on the evening show for a couple of months now. They, they you know, must, ha- must do, have to do it, gotta, whatever word we want to use. They're for as long as Jalen Hurts is here, I don't know if they're going to have. And if I had to guess, I would say they're not going to have a more talented roster around him. Doesn't mean they can't win games. Doesn't mean they can't be a good football team. But there, there is an opportunity they have this year. Like, just for a second, think about this stars are aligning kind of thing. If I told you this before the season, that the top teams from last year in the NFC record wise Green Bay, uh, I forget, who the, oh, Tampa Bay, and the Rams this year would all have massive falls, massive falls from where they were to where they are at best 500 teams. In the Rams' case, they are a bad football team. Okay, so you take away the three best teams in the NFC last year, and they're they're either average or they're garbage this year. Okay, you take some of the best quarterbacks in the NFC, and they all fall down a peg, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, all fall down a peg. Jalen Hurts leaps to MVP caliber play. And at the same time, all of these things line up to where the Eagles could be the number one seed. Like, moving forward, how many more years are they going to have a, ta- a roster this talented, be a number one, potential number one seed, they have to clinch it, but have home field advantage? It's, it's just, once they pay Jalen Hurts, it's very unlikely that's going to happen where they have this much talent around them. And then the other thing to consider is, think about who the number two seed is right now. The San Francisco 49ers, who... I respect, are really good. I ha- I think that would be a great NFC title game. I don't think the Eagles would necessarily blow the doors off them. But their quarterback is their third stringer named Brock Purdy. I mean, if that isn't a stars are aligning for the Eagles this year, I don't know what is. I mean, the Rams fell, the Packers fell to either a seven seed or not even in the playoffs. You know, the, 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 the Buccaneers are a shell of themselves, even though they're going to win their division, they won their division, they're going to make the playoffs here and host the game next week. And, and the team I fear the most in the conference are, are the Brock Purdy 49ers. Right? Not the Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers. Not even the Trey Lance 49ers. Oh, maybe Trey Lance made a leap. No, he got hurt. It, you know, Tucker, I don't know if there's going to be many years moving forward where it kind of lines up like this for the Eagles. No, it, it reminds me a lot of 2017, yep. right? And we've talked about that a bit where in 2017, as great as the Eagles were, they kind of caught the NFC – in a transition year, and you can say the same. When we talk about the teams that we compare the Eagles to, when we talk about the teams that we may fear, we bring up Buffalo, right? We bring up Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We bring up the the Chiefs, no one from the AFC South. But those are the teams that we worry about. Those are the teams we discuss. I'm not worried about playing Minnesota in the postseason. I'm not worried about playing Dallas or, or San Francisco. I know the Eagles have struggled, but I don't know. On any neutral field, if the Eagles play the way they're capable of playing – do you think there there's a better team in the NFC than them right now? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Um, you know, I think San Francisco could match them, but again, we're talking about a quarterback that is is very young and it's never gone on the. I mean, in this past week against the Raiders, it was the first time Brock Purdy had thrown a pass when trailing in the NFL. I mean, it's been easy 
for him and that team the last few weeks. It will not be as easy. You would think it's the Eagles here. It's set up. They got to take advantage of it. And and part of this whole thing is getting the number one seed, getting it this weekend. And that's why Jalen Hurts has to play. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Saeed is in Mount Laurel. What's up, Saeed? Hey, Joe. What's going on, fellas? How you doing, buddy? What's on your mind tonight? Oh, nothing much, man. Um, I think uh, the point that you brought up uh, a few minutes ago. I think people aren't really thinking about it, and it kind of goes against what you guys are saying. Lane Johnson, like, potentially being hurt. Our record without him is unbelievable. What is it? Like, it's, it's like, astronomically, like, crazy how much worse we are without him, right? Yeah, it, it, I think Tucker uh, put it out there last week. What was it? They're 12-22 and 22 when he doesn't play. 12-22 and 22 in, without him in his career. 12 and 22. That is crazy. I mean, to me, I think he's so underappreciated as a ta- as a right tackle. I think he's one of the best right tackles of all time. He's a champion, and he's he, he's going to play through it. I know he is, but it's you know it's what you were saying earlier. He's not, he's going to have to go up against the Joey Bosa's of the world, the Michael Parsons of the world, these elite pass rushers, and you can't simulate that on rehab. As soon as that first you know swipe or that dip or that. Spin move company. Joey Bosa is a defensive player of the year, and Michael Parsons arguably a second. So that's what concerns me the most. If we don't have him, we're going to lose. I really think we're going to lose if we don't have him, because I mean, with Hurts, I don't know because he can he can kind of move the DNs with the run game. Um, so I think I don't know if we're going to lose for sure, but it definitely significantly hurts our chances at getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and I, I think, mean, you know, Saeed, there was an assumption when everyone saw the story that he's going to play through it, right? He's going to wait to have the surgery, yeah. and it's admirable, and he's a tough guy, but there's, like, this assumption, okay, he's fine, right? Well, no, he's not. He's he's going to play exactly. hurt. And I, exactly. I, I, listen, if anyone could do it, it's probably him because he's tough as nails. We know that, but yeah. that is a very – that's not like, oh, my finger's broken, let's tape it up. Like, that's your core. Yeah. That's not like yeah. That's not like a, that's like a, you know a, a bruise or a strain. Like right. he's gonna have to like what Tucker was saying. He's gonna have to use that you know lateral movement and pushing people over. I mean, if we don't, I, I feel like people aren't giving. Like, like you just said, they think it's just some you know minor injury when it's a significant injury. And oh man, it's just you know other than that, we have everything is lining up perfectly. Like you guys are saying we're getting Gardner Johnson back, who was leading the league in picks before he left. Hurts is hopefully coming back this week. Um, you know, that's the only thing that concerns me. But, yeah, have a good night, fellas. You got it, man. Appreciate it, yeah. Saeed. And, look, part of the, the reason why this number one seed is so important is an extra week will just – it cannot do anything but help Lane Johnson. One more week. And, you know, when the injury first happened, my first thought was when you know, he said he, he might be able to play through this or, you know, they're kind of going to play out their options. They really need to get him ready for that NFC title game. Like, that – if it's the Niners and it's Nick Bosa who will be the defensive player of the year, that might be the game. Maybe they try to win one without him. I, I don't know. But that's the game. If they're going to if they're gonna get to a Super Bowl, they need him for 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. I believe it's time to get Jalen Hurts back on the field. I'm willing to put Hurts back out there to start him this Sunday, even if he's not fully 100%. Do you want to do it? 215-592-9494. Would you play Hurts if he's less than 100%? And... We'll go through the latest scenario that's been, been put out there by Mike Florio on how the NFL could reschedule the Bills-Bengals game, and it affects the Eagles. It could affect the Eagles in a really weird, double-whammy kind of way. One good, one not so good. We'll explain it next. 215-592-9494, Sports Radio 94, WIP. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. Coming up at 8, Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, will join us. Talk about the Jalen Hurts decision the Eagles have to make. The NFC playoff picture right now. And, and just really how, how important and how big the difference between the one seed and the five seed would be for the Eagles. They need to win this weekend and take care of business. I would play Hurts even if he's less than 100%. How about you? 215-592-9494. So a lot to get to on the show tonight. But I, I do want to talk about this because I, I think it's interesting how this could happen uh, and how it could play out. So it is what to watch for here. Sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. A different kind of mobile network designed to save you money. So Mike Florio uh, of Pro Football Talk threw this out today. He, I think he was a guest on our sister station out in Pittsburgh. And the, the, the uh, Steelers are still alive to make the playoffs, so it obviously could impact them. So, so here is a potential uh, scenario that Mike Florio said the league is discussing. The, and the, here's how it would work. They would eliminate the bye week before the Super Bowl. So take that away. That, that's gone. So that, that's gone. And, and we're going to go with this. They play week 18 this week starting Saturday. Uh, I guess what do we have Saturday? We have the Chiefs Broncos Saturday and the Chiefs Raiders Saturday and the uh, the Jaguars and Titans, right? The, the AFC South playoff game. So start week 18 as normal Saturday. Play the whole thing. Next weekend, which will be your week 19 of the NFL season, you'd have the three NFC wildcard games. So if we're assuming the Eagles win this week, they're off. They're watching. And the Bills-Bengals, like the makeup game from you know the game the other night that they had to suspend and couldn't finish. So, so the first weekend of the quote-unquote playoffs would be all three NFC wildcard games, games and the Bills-Bengals finishing the regular season slate in the AFC. The next weekend, the entire NFC's off. So that would mean the second straight week, the Eagles do not play as the one seed. And in that weekend, all the other NFC teams are off because they took care of their games the week before. And the AFC teams, because the Bills and Bengals had kind of finished out the seedings, would play that weekend. The next weekend, everyone's back to normal divisional weekend. Then the conference championship games uh, in what would have normally been the, the bye week before the Super Bowl. And then no week off, right to Arizona with the two winners. And they play the Super Bowl on the same date they would have anyway on February 12th. What, what do we think about this? I mean, I, my first thought is there's a double-edged sword for the Eagles. The first, the, the positive is it would give them more time off because they would have two full weeks off of two weekends off after this one. All right, so they play this weekend. So let's, let's kind of play this out here uh, date-wise. So right now it is January 4th. The Eagles are going to play Sunday, January 8th to end the regular season. Under this scenario... The Eagles wouldn't play again until January 29th. That would be the division around weekend. January 28th or 29th. That would be the next Eagles game. And then if they win, they would play on February 5th in the NFC Championship game and then right to Arizona for the Super Bowl on February 12th. So if this played out, they'd have 
they basically play, when was the last game? January 1st, right? They play one game in a month, right? Between the Saints game on January 1st, they lost. They play this Giants game, and then they play at the end of January, last weekend, last few days, in the division round. So in the span of the Saints game to that, there would just be one game in between in a month. It would give them extra time to get healthy, Tucker. That's the good. Yeah, and the bad is all those concerns that we had about Rust a month ago when mm-hmm. we talked about them possibly you know, wrapping this up on Christmas Eve would come back into play, right? And especially if it is Jalen Hurts, because even if he does go out and play against the New York Giants, whether that's for a half, whether that's for three quarters, whether that's the full game, that's one game over the course of what, like six weeks, seven yeah. weeks that, that he would get action in and it would be against a, a Giants team that isn't necessarily motivated to play and could be playing a lot of second-string players. So I do think it does benefit the Eagles in that Lane Johnson, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Josh Sweat, some of their key players could be back in time. But I also wonder if you're the San Francisco 49ers, like is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be back? Does that make them a little bit more dangerous than the team led by Brock Purdy? Could be. I think the other teams also have some key injuries that can get healthy too, and they also get a little bit of extra rest. Like the the one-week buy for the Eagles versus no buy for anybody else gets neutralized a little bit. Well, I think it gets extremely neutralized. 215-592-9494. Let's throw this out. This plan that the NFL is apparently considering, which would have the NFC play their wildcard games next weekend, then a week off for the entire NFC while the AFC plays their wildcard games, basically staggering the first round of the NFC playoffs and AFC playoffs over two weeks in order to get this Bengals-Bills game in. There's nothing about this is fair to everyone. This is the problem with trying to make up this game that unfortunately they couldn't finish, and I understand why they couldn't finish it. I think they did the right thing on Monday night considering what happened on that field, but forcing a finish to that game impacts everything Every single team. There's not a scenario I've heard so far where it's like, all right, well, that only impacts one team or two teams. Just do that. No, everything is going to – there's a ripple effect here. And for the Eagles, they they would be part of this ripple effect. Yes, they'd get more time. They'd get more chance for the guys to get back from injury, which is great. But as Tucker said, also the other teams get more time to get their injured guys back. The other teams also would have an extra buy. So let's play this out. Let's say it's the Eagles and the Cowboys in the division around here. Okay, let's let's just say, and I think that's a pretty probable scenario. Eagles, Cowboys, divisional round here in Philadelphia. Under the current format, like if nothing got changed, if they didn't, you know, play around with this this format, the, the Cowboys would be on four. They'd be their fourth straight road game without a week off. Okay, they went to Tennessee last week in the second to last game of the season. They went. They're going to Washington this week. Then they're going to go to Tampa likely next week to start the playoffs, and then they would come here. Cowboys at the it would be the Cowboys' fourth straight road game without a, a, a week off, under the normal scenario that's that probably should stay. But if they change this, the Cowboys would get a bye week after the Tampa game. Like they'd be as re- they'd get extra rest like the Eagles. I mean, part of the bye advantage is you have a bye and the team you're playing played the week before. That's that's the whole thing. It's not just that you're ex- you you're an extra rest. The other team just coming off a physical game. I think when you go through the history of the NFL playoffs, why do the teams with the bye do so well typically? Like, why do they go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl? Why is that the key? Well, not only did you have extra rest, your opponent is coming off of playing six, at least 60 minutes of a playoff game, and then it's a travel to your place. 
I actually think it hurts the Eagles more than it would help the Eagles if this is the way it has to go. And it also would take away, Tucker, their advantage from the NFC title game to a Super Bowl. They couldn't have two weeks to prepare for the Bills or the Chiefs or the Bill or the Bengals. It'd be right to game time. Yeah, and to be fair, I always have felt the Eagles don't play well after a long layoff anyway, so I, I almost am okay not having that bye week because you go back and look at how they've done post-bye week and really season openers, they haven't really started out hot under Nick Sirianni, but you are right. Like If you're going into a game where you have to go and try to face Patrick Mahomes, it's tough, but I, I would flip it the other side. Like How great is Andy Reid historically off a of bye mm. week? You kind of get to neutralize that, too. Yeah. Well, you would. You would give him one less uh, week of advantage. 215-592-9494. I just, I've, I've come to the realization here that there is no way to do this without hurting other teams. I, I know the NFL is trying to be sensitive to the Bills, specifically, and the Bengals, because they're the teams that, that really lost out on a chance to compete for the one seed and their division you know, with the Bengals. And, and the Bills obviously have a you know, near tragedy within their roster, and they have to try to play football now. And it does feel unfair to the Bills. Like, if they don't get to play that game, they probably can't be the one seed, and they very well may have been the one seed if they got to play their full schedule. But to stagger the postseason feels like there's unintentional consequences there. And and for the Eagles, it would allow other teams to have a bye in the NFC. It would take away the advantage of having the bye. Tucker mentioned it could let a guy like Garoppolo get himself healthy for a potential February 5th NFC Championship game, which is, I believe, the date that would be. And also the rust factor. Like, I just looked at the calendar here. So if the Eagles' first playoff game, the divisional round, isn't until January 29th, which I, I think that's under this potential scenario, that's when it would be January 28th, 29th that weekend. You know, Jalen Hurts got banged up on December 18th. That's when he that's when he hurt his shoulder. December 18th, Jalen Hurts got hurt against the Chicago Bears. December 18th. You know how many weeks that is from December 18th until January 29th? One, two, three, four, six. So he could play what? I don't know, a half of a football game if he even plays this week in six weeks. That feels like an enormous amount of rust for for any quarterback, let alone one that's trying to play at a high level in a playoff game. I don't think the NFL should try to make up this Bills-Bengals game. I think the, the the most fair, even though it's not fair, the most fair is to call it a tie or call it a no contest. I, I don't know. Does either impact the standings di- differently? Is no contest different than a tie? Or is it I the don't same? think so because it doesn't impact their winning percentage at right. all. Right. Uh, so whatever. I mean, choose what you want to do. Call it a no contest. Call it a tie. And, I mean, does it basically gift the Chiefs the number one seed if they win this weekend? It does. And that's it stinks for the Bills. But I, I think that's the only way to do this that it doesn't – it just feels like – I understand the idea they want to try to keep things on as level of a playing field as possible. But doesn't this change the integrity of the postseason, giving the whole NFC a week off after the – after the wild card round, it changes. It just changes the playoffs. Yeah, I just I don't know if there's a solution. We talked a little bit about it last night. I don't know if there's a solution that can make all 32 teams happy or make all 32 owners or all 32 fan bases happy. And it feels like there's a lot of extra steps and everything just to make other people pissed off. I mean, it's an unfortunate situation. No one's happy about it, but I don't know. I just I think the simplest solution is what they've already done. Which is just go on with the schedule which this week. Keep moving. Yeah, which is what sports usually does, right? When there's usually, when something bad happens, 
the sporting calendar usually just it, it matriculates. Now, the the one team that I think there's sensitivity to in all this is Buffalo, right? Like you know, if they, they're the ones that have probably a lot of mental trauma after watching what happened to their teammate on the field, and I think there's there's necessary sensitivity to that. But you know, when you start impacting every other team just in order to make sure you're not being unfair to one or two. It throws the whole thing off. 215-592-9494. Do you think the NFL is trying to make this game up? I don't. I, I think we're too late in the season, and it throws too many other things off, and it could impact the Eagles in a pretty significant way here. Zach is up here on WIP. Hey, Zach. Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy holidays. You too, Zach. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, so as far as the game goes, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, it, it, we're just – we're, it's not like we're in midseason. I mean, we're at we're at such a point now where you know it's not like playoffs are you know five six weeks away. I mean, they're right around the corner, and and it does stink. Unfortunately, it was really 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 unfortunate circumstances. But I mean, you, you just you got to do what you got to do, and I think the Bills should have final say in anything that any decision that is made. Um, and, and I think the Bills are equipped that you know if if this is the case where they give the Chiefs the one seed. Um, you know, so be it. Uh, you know, the Bills are a good team, and I think they can win on the road. I don't really care about the Bills, but nonetheless, they are a good team, um, and they can probably do some damage in the playoffs no matter which route they take. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, as, as far as the Jalen Hurts thing goes, I mean, guys, he's got to play. Um, he he's and it's and it's not because I you know I, I I God forbid I don't want him to get you know injured further, but the the one seed is so important, and it's. The way we're set up right now is very similar to the way we were in 2017, where we had home field advantage, where you know a backup had to come in and they had to do things. This, we don't have that backup right now. Um, Gardner, it's no slate against him, but he's he's just not Jalen. Our our offense is built around an RPO system, an RPO quarterback, and and with Gardner, the R is completely gone. Um, and and it is what it is, but it, there are so many things and options that we can do with Jalen. Even if it's like playing him for you know a half or whatever the case may be, I mean you can mitigate runs. You can get him behind center. I mean we can run two tight ends. We have three capable running backs. One that's a twelve, thirteen hundred yard rusher. Like there are ways to do this, but I, I think one problem is that people fail to realize is for whatever reason this this coaching staff wants to pass, 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 pass. We've seen it the last couple of weeks where the run works. We get a we get a, a Miles Sanders, you know, five six yards of carry, and then we just run away from the the, the run game. And in this game, if you're going to get Jalen Hurts and you're going to knock the rust off, this is a great game to do it. This is a great game for him to hand the ball off to Miles Sanders twenty times and just run it down their throats, get what we need to do, and get out. It's it's and it's really that simple. But I think this coaching staff likes to get cute a lot more than they need to. And that's where I, I think our demise is, is when we try to overthink and overcomplicate things. Well, they do. And, Zach, I mean, look, I understand if the pass is working, of course you're going to do that because it creates explosive plays. But on Sunday, the pass wasn't working at all. And the, it, it was amazing to watch after all those failed possessions early in the game. They started running it with Miles, and he was breaking 10-yard runs. Like It was like, hey, guys, you could have been doing this the whole time. Well, and that's what really bugs me because it, we – as fans, you know, and, and everybody wants to talk about how analytics work in sports, and a lot of the times they do. As fans, we know that for that game specifically, the Saints were like the, what, 25th, 24th ranked rush defense in the league or somewhere in that range. If if we know that as fans and we know to to be simplistic and just say, hey, run the ball, 
the coaches should know that. But instead, we're trying to make Gardner Minshew something that he's not. And to be honest with you, I kind of felt bad for him because he was put in a situation that he really should have never been put in in the first place. Well, and then you add in, uh, Zach, the, I appreciate the call, man. You add in the fact they couldn't block him. I mean, J- Jack Driscoll was a turnstile. I mean, Cam Jordan had to get two or three sacks in the game. He could have had five. I mean, he just was in the backfield every play because he could not block him. Uh, you know, Driscoll couldn't block Cam Jordan. So Minshew was put in a bad spot, and then he didn't play well on top of it. He just His pocket presence is not what it needed to be in that game. It wasn't a well-coached game. And as far as Hurts and, and you know, I think – there is a way in this game. Now, when we get to the playoffs, they got to all hands on deck, right? They got to do what they got to do to win a game. But we saw it last year. Like Jalen Hurts last year had the ankle injury. He, had, he missed the game against the Jets. He came back in the final three regular season games he played. He averaged 22 rushing yards a game, which is, I mean, I'm sure over the course of the season he probably averaged, what, 50 per game or 40 or whatever it was, 45, you know, other than those three games. So they changed. He, he played differently. They also called it differently to protect his ankle. Unfortunately, he re-injured it against the Bucs, and, and he needed surgery in the offseason. But th- this isn't rocket science. Like They, they could play with Jalen Hurts on, on Sunday as their quarterback and play differently. I mean, I understand you want to protect that shoulder. And he, could he get sacked and get slammed to the ground? Yeah, that's a risk. But I, I, like you don't have to run a quarterback seek with Jalen Hurts on Sunday and, and expose his right shoulder. I mean, that, that's not a rule. You don't have to do that. You could play him without doing that. Joe's up on WIP. Hey, Joe. Hey, I'm Joe from Schwanksville. How are you guys? Good. I'm Joe, not from Schwanksville, but how are you tonight? I love that. Thanks, Joe. Uh, a couple, th- couple things. You asked, uh, do I think that they should change the uh, the schedule and make this game up? No, for two reasons. Number one, no contest. It's over already. And the other is, you know, the two teams that had to play it, now they need to relive that. I don't think that's – the NFL doesn't need to do that. It messes everything up. And, you know, it has people uh, reliving what happened. So I think uh, that – the other question I have for you, because I've been out of touch uh, because of work today, what's that do to the Pro Bowl? Is there no Pro Bowl now? So if they went with the plan we were just discussing, yeah, it, it would totally eliminate the Pro Bowl because you'd be, you know, they wouldn't put the Pro Bowl up against the NFC and AFC sure. Championship game. Yeah, sure. So you know, the the one year I buy tickets for my pop and I had to go to the Pro Bowl, uh, they wouldn't have it. So just so many different reasons. I think it messes everything up. What you also said was there was the opportunity. You know, that bye week is there for a reason. You don't have to play the other team does have to play takes it out of there you know and it runs the playoffs right up to the super bowl mm-hmm. part of that part of that uh allure of the super bowl is you, everybody has that week off now we all want it right uh, so as far as Jalen, uh you know there's so many different ways that the eagles can play it do they start Minshew one more time do they actually start Jalen, run the score up you know, and what if that's not happening? You know, everybody, everybody has said, and Zach said, your last caller, uh, why are we not running miles more? That's that's my only question on Twitter this entire year. Yeah, why I, are we not running? Yeah, why are we not doing that? So my my guess, and, and Joe, good call, and I appreciate it. My guess is for this last week, Miles Sanders is banged up, right? He has he has a knee issue. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure how serious it is, but he, he we talked about the knee brace last week, or he talked about the knee brace. 
Um, and then they only ran him, what, 12 times this past Sunday? That felt intentional. Now, you could say, why aren't they running Miles Sanders? But we could also just open it up to a broader thing. Like, they have other running backs. I mean, if Miles Sanders, after a long season, and he's played well this year in a contract year, if his knee is sore or, you know, tweaked or whatever at this point of a long season, that's pretty normal. They have other running backs. Boston Scott is more than capable on six or seven carries of, of generating 30-something yards. He does it all. He does it he's done it very often in his NFL career. Kenny Gainwell is capable, if you hand him the ball four or five times, of breaking one of those for 10 or 15 yards and having a nice yards per carry by the end of the day. It's all there. Now, I, I do think they missed Jalen Hurts in the run game. I, I think their run game the last two weeks just has felt like it was bad against the Cowboys and they didn't use it much against the Saints. Doesn't it feel like they're just they're not comfortable running the ball without Jalen Hurts giving them a numbers advantage in the box? Yeah, I mean, the holes just aren't there. Yeah. Right? They, the huge gaping holes that we normally see just – haven't been there for Miles Sanders and everybody else. And as a result, haven't seen that many explosive runs either. No, I guess Sanders had a couple this past week, but almost nothing in the Cowboy game. It's very limited with the explosive runs. By the way, um, Schwanksville, where our last, Joe was called, our last caller called from, you know there's a, a history there with uh, George Washington? Oh, yeah? You, I guess you didn't, you didn't bone up on your Schwanksville history before the show tonight? Not bit, No, not really. Okay, so the borough was named for George Schwank, whose son, Jacob Schwank, Served in George Washington's army. But that, you learn something when you listen to the evening show. I mean, we probably have the most historically accurate or most historically informative show on the station. Um, where would you go next? I guess to Cameron Ritchie? If you had to guess, like, what other show gives you the most history? Does Ritchie still do the Snapple Cap facts at the beginning of the show? He... I, I'm not sure if he gets. Does he, are they all still Snapple cat facts, or are they just weird facts? He they're finds? just weird facts that you would more often than not find on the other side of yeah, the. Yeah, he's he's still done. Ice tea cap. He's still. They still open the show like that. Well, that's good. Uh, and then to camera, of course, was watch the West Wing a bunch, so he's got that for him. So I would say us and the midday show are the most historically accurate. I would say. I would yeah, say so. Yeah, I mean, I listen. I, I wasn't. I wanted to. I wanted to cut, put my finger on exactly where Schwanksville was when Joe called in. You know, the medium household incomes forty four thousand uh, dollars. It's um, in Montgomery County, and it's a, it's a pretty small uh, population, from what I understand. L- at least what Wikipedia tells me tonight. Uh, yeah, they don't even have like famous residents on on here. Uh, well, can we a- update this with our caller, Joe, WIP caller from Schwanksville? Let's talk to Brian in Middletown. What's up, Brian? Hey, Joe. How you doing, my friend? Good, Brian. What's up tonight? Oh, look, I, I absolutely concur with you regarding the uh, the schedule. I don't think they should change the schedule. Uh, and, look, we obviously we understand it's a unique situation, and we, we want the young man to uh, certainly recover. But I don't think you you mess with all the other teams when, like I said, it really comes down to essentially two teams, right? That's why I guess you can add a third with you know Kansas City. The bottom line is that you come into this game, and the Bills have three losses, right? We understand that. Yep. And obviously they're tied with Kansas City, but Kansas they have the head to head against Kansas City. So the one thing that Buffalo will miss out by not having that extra game to play is. Being able to have you know one more win than Kansas City, et cetera, but we get that. But here's the thing: Buffalo can come out of this no worse than the second seed, so they're still going to get two home games. It's only that third game, you know, the conference championship game, where they, you know, will probably have to go to Kansas City rather than 
you know, or hosting that game. But to me, I think that's just a, a sacrifice I think they have to be willing to take, I would hope. And uh, I think it would be in the best interest of, of the rest of the league in terms of fairness. Uh, you know, rather than just trying to change everything. Well, that's uh, it, right? It's not. It's not just, a, and that's obviously it's unfortunate what happened. But it can't just be about let's do what's right for the Bills at the expense of the right. whole league. Exactly. And Joe, one other thing, I want to talk about the whole uh, running thing, and I'll I'll hang up. Part of the problem is Gardner Minshew. He can run too as well. Like it's so interesting watching him because there are opportunities where if he had kept the ball, you, I'm looking at 15 yards of open space, like the Saints and the Cowboys, for that matter, never even respected him. I mean, it's not like Minshew is an old man. I mean, to me, it's like a mindset. I mean, damn, you're an athlete. Yes, you're not Jalen Hurts, but the whole issue of deception and, and having the defense think one thing and you sort of take advantage of it. And, and it was like no intention whatsoever. And to me, he's not worth having as a backup quarterback. If you're not, if this is a part of the system you're running, you need the quarterback, and again, it doesn't have to be someone who runs a, a 4 2 40. You don't need that. But willingness to hold on to it and pick up the five, six, or seven yards that you can walk through when the defense is collapsing. So to me, I'm, I'm kind of more frustrated with Minshew, in addition to the offensive coaching. But I mean, oh, come on, man. Having football IQ is recognizing. Well, they don't expect me to run. They're not guarding it. Let me take it. And he had no interest. Like, you never even thought about doing that. Yeah, well, he was – I mean, he Brian, we appreciate it, man. He was awful. I mean, Gardner Minshew played an awful game on Sunday again. And, you know, you think about it. Did Gardner Minshew cost himself millions of dollars this past Sunday? I mean, he's a free agent to be at in the, in the offseason. You know, teams throw out money in free agency, especially bad teams. Like, just throw, they just throw at anybody. And he's a quarterback that's had some success. You know, he was with the Jaguars. He put up decent numbers. And he had an opportunity here. I mean, if he had lit it up the last two games, I'm not saying a team would have just turned over their franchise to him. But I definitely could have seen a team willing to say, here's, I don't know, $20 million over a couple years to come either compete or be a very high-end backup. You know, we've seen Chase Daniel make a good amount of money as a backup quarterback, kind of a high-end backup. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff here you see all the time. Um, and, and I think Chase Dan- Daniel threw, threw himself away a lot of money. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Ben Brown, your calls on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.